0: Here it is!
1: From deep inside your audio device of choice. Ladies and gentlemen, I don't know if you've noticed this, or it was pointed out to you sometime in your educational past, but most Western democracies (laughs) have a ceremonial figure at the top of the uh, official tree and then a strictly politics, strictly business figure underneath. So in uh, France, for example, they have a ceremonial president and then a bare-knuckle prime minister. But certain European countries, a few, a couple of the Scandies, and the Brits, have a monarch in the top spot as opposed to a ceremonial president. And... um, One might well ask, what's the advantage of having a uh, dynastic monarch as opposed to a figurehead president who also gets elected, but he gets elected to do nothing, but to do it ceremonially? And uh, the answer to that question may be as close at hand as the G7 conference of Western (laughs) democracies on Saturday this past weekend. Um, which had among its features the presentation of a very large cake, enough for, you know, seven heads of uh, government, of the uh, G7, and maybe some staff. I don't know. I didn't uh, parse out the portions. And the Queen of England was in attendance, all 95 years of her at that uh, dinner, and she was called upon or volunteered to cut that uh ceremonial cake and she did so with a sword with one hand she was offered a knife she rejected the offer and cut the cake with a sword that's what you need a monarch for hello welcome to the show From New Orleans, Louisiana, where else? Where you walking slowly these days or you're not walking outside? And I I noticed it on the way in here. My gait slowed to uh, an agreeable midsummer crawl, just to get inside. Uh, but from said New Orleans, I'm Harry Shearer, welcoming you to this edition of the show. This one right here, none none other. And now... News of America's Longest War. You know, we've forgiven the Brits for colonizing us, haven't we? Seems like it. We have a special relationship now, not holding a grudge. Meanwhile, in another part of the world, it doesn't work quite the same way. This September, we're ending America's Longest War. Two decades on this on the dot and uh, here's how it's going right now after 20 years of US troops being there helping out showing them the way scores of Afghan troops have been killed or wounded in the last few days as the Taliban step up attacks amid that withdrawal of foreign forces according to the German News service Deutsche Welle, broadcaster, actually. Casualties among Afghan troops have been, quote, shockingly high, unquote, amid a surge in attacks by ta- Taliban militants in recent days, according to a senior government official. Fighting that is now raging in 26 of the country's 34 provinces has killed or wounded at least 150 Afghan troops over uh, the last 24 hours. This was a couple of days ago. The. Uh, officials said and comments carried by Reuters. The deaths and injuries come as the Taliban exploit the dwindling security brought about by the foreign forces withdrawal. The government says territorial cr- clashes have increased as the U.S. continues to pull out its remaining troops. Other NATO troops, including German ones, also began officially pulling out of the country May 1. According to officials, Taliban insurgents have captured two more districts, now holding nine from the total of 388 in the country. Taliban fighters took over the Kaisar district of northern Faryab province. I know it sounds like we made it up in the writer's room. In An attack that killed and wounded dozens of Afghan security forces. Government forces were said to have retreated to a nearby hilltop from which they're still offering resistance. The Taliban also took control of Sharak District in Western Gore Province, again causing a number of casualties among Afghan troops. Talks between the government and the Taliban have largely stalled amid mutual accusations of failing to halt attacks against civilians. Observers fear that if the Taliban regain power in the country, even as part of a power-sharing government, women's and other civil rights could be endangered by the group's fundamentalist interpretation of their faith. Military experts have warned that the Afghan security forces will have problems fighting against the Taliban without foreign help being poorly trained and ill-equipped after 20 years of the United States being there. Just poorly trained and ill-equipped is all. So... uh, Yes, you'd have to say, job well done, guys and gals, wouldn't you? Now, uh, let's talk about the birds and the bees. Over the last 25 years, the toxicity of 381 pesticides in the U.S. more than doubled for pollinators and aquatic invertebrates, such as your crustaceans, your mayflies, and dragonflies. That's according to a new study. It's a report from Environmental Health News. Vertebrates did better, birds, fish, and mammals. Toxicity dropped. But this made way for greater use of the insecticides, neonics, and pyrethroids that are bad for the uh, invertebrates. Lesson there, get a freaking backbone. Both of these are less toxic to vertebrates, but more toxic for invertebrates, says a professor of ecosystem resilience at the University of Koblenz in Germany. Lead- researcher in the study his team examined the total amount of each pesticide pesticide applied annually in the u.s from 92 to 2016 and the respective toxicities overall use of pesticides dropped that's the good news but there was increased use of neonics especially toxic for pollinators like your bees and pyrethroids more toxic for aquatic invertebrates Many pollinators and aquatic invertebrates are closely related to the target species that pesticides look to control. Thus, spraying crops causes unintended deaths for these organisms. The increased toxicity found in the study spells trouble. Pollinators and aquatic insects are foundational species for entire ecosystems across the U.S. We'll start new ones, okay? How's that? An influential American biologist, E.O. Wilson, calls invertebrates, quote, little things that run the world. A number of uh, impermissible jokes go here. This is especially true in waterways, um, said another researcher. They're part of decomposition, water filtration. They're food sources for fish and birds, she said, this other researcher. Pollinators, which orchestrate reproduction for 90% of the Earth's flowering plants, contribute $24 billion in their services to the U.S. economy each year. About $15 billion comes from honeybees alone, and they're getting angry. No, they're not. They play an important role in the ecological production of fruits and vegetables. Well, we'll eat more paper. Aquatic invertebrates and pollinators are declining in the U.S. across the upper Mississippi and Lake Erie. Mayfly populations have dropped by more than 50%. Just between 2008 and 2013, 23% of wild honeybees were lost. I'd look under the couch. One study in biological conservation, that's a publication, found that 33% of aquatic insects are threatened with extinction, 5% more than land insects. Studies from across the country and the world are generally showing decline. Temperature changes, habitat loss, and other pollution sources are driving that, as well as pesticides. In the Midwest, agricultural pesticide use is two and a half times higher than in other U.S. regions. As a result, a U.S. geological survey four years ago found that more than half of 100 sampled Midwestern streams contain dangerously high pesticide levels for your aquatic insects go midwest man look at them go look at them wipe out those aquatic insects somebody's got to do it you know one of one of our regions has to be uh, first in that and I say why not the Midwest and now. News of the Olympic movement with a delayed downbeat. Produced by Jim the III. The accuracy of coronavirus figures released by the Japanese government has been called into question. The health ministry adopted new criteria for its calculations at the beginning of this month, according to the South China Morning Post. Previously, the total bed occupancy rate for people with the virus included inpatients in hospitals as well as people quarantining at home as they waited to be admitted to a hospital. It also included people who were not in hospital beds specifically set aside for coronavirus patients. Now, people at home awaiting a space in the hospital are no longer counted in the occupancy rates. Similarly, non-critical coronavirus patients in ordinary hospital wards have been dropped from the totals. The new method immediately enabled the ministry to reduce the number of prefectures with bed occupancy rates above 50%, considered to be stage 4 of explosive infection rate, from 20 prefectures to just 11 That's one of the indicators the government uses to monitor the pandemic and introduce or cancel state of emergency orders. Similarly, the panel of medical experts set up by the Japanese government to advise on the handling of the pandemic has repeatedly stated that the Olympic Games should not go ahead if Japan is still in stage four. Thanks to the new figures, the government was able to announce that it will on Monday lift the state of emergency restrictions in three prefectures makes it look better for holding the olympics government is expected to make a similar decision for five more prefectures next week ministry of health declined to comment to the south china morning post when asked if he has ever used a computer yoshitaka sakurada japan's minister responsible for cybersecurity and the olympics Told members of Parliament, quote, I give instructions to my aide, and so I don't punch into a computer myself. That's according to Reuters. He made the mission to a parliamentary committee, committee meeting this week when he was asked if he was computer literate. I've been independent since I was twenty-five. I've always directed my staff and secretaries to do that kind of thing. I give instructions to my aide and so I don't punch into a computer myself. But I am confident our work is flawless. Unquote. And a group of Japanese scientists, including some of the nation's most senior advisors on the COVID-19 epidemic, warns that allowing spectators at the Olympics will help the virus spread domestically and internationally. Their recommendation to bar or at least limit spectators represents an increasingly outspoken challenge from scientists to the government and the International Olympic Committee. They remain adamant about going ahead with the Games. Japan and the IOC have already barred tourists from entering Japan to watch the Games. Millions of people in Japan could attend competitions at more than 40 venues. That would be a bad idea, says the informal group of 15 to 20 top public health experts. They worry their warning will fall... ...on Deaf Ears. You gotta have deaf ears when you're a movement. And we all need one... ...every day! And now, ladies and gentlemen, some news... ...from the Inspector's General... They're not Inspector Generals. They're Inspector's General. You're welcome. Dateline, Knoxville, Tennessee, the Tennessee Valley Authority Office of Inspector General, issued a report this week indicating that potentially contaminated liquids were released from controlled areas of TVA's nuclear sites. Just potentially contaminated liquids is all. Nothing really to... uh, Nothing really to uh, get your patties in any kind of a arrangement, following concerns identified in a report on the Sequoia nuclear power plant issued back last November, the OIG conducted an evaluation of TVA's handling of potentially contaminated liquids from what are called radioact- radiologically controlled areas or RCAs RCAs without the dog. access to the areas is limited controlled by a radiation protection program. Based on this report, though, the the OIG concluded that potentially contaminated liquids were released from the radiologically controlled areas. Hot RCAs, you might say. TVA operates three nuclear power plants, Browns Ferry, Sequoia, and Watts Bar. The OIG reported not all analyses were performed on the liquids before their release, analyses that should have been performed, December 3rd, last of December 3rd, TVA required all liquids to be monitored for gamma radiation and tritium. The OIG has made recommendations to TVA nuclear, which concluded improvements for its tritium analysis on liquids. Tritium is that uh, radioactive substance which is in all the contaminated water that's going to be released from holding tanks at Fouke into the Pacific Ocean. And the TVA OIG is saying, Gotta analyze the tritium levels. Huh. Most hazardous when inhaled or swallowed is tritium. Some of the health risks include increased occurrences of cancer. Oh, to be a porpoise in the Pacific. The OIG also recommended improving documentation issues at each nuclear site, such as the correcting the incomplete submission of records, maintenance processes, and inaccurate logs. Incomplete records and inaccurate logs at a nuclear site, ladies and gentlemen. It's all under control. According to the OIG report, liquid samples were released at all three nuclear sites without testing for tritium. The Browns Ferry plant was reported to lack the capability to test for tritium, on-site. It determined oil samples were shipped to TVA central labs for analysis, and were disposed of as used oil. The Sequoia Nuclear Power Plant also lacked the capacity to test for tritium on-site, in non-water liquid samples. In a uh, similar situation as at Brown's Ferry, oil samples were shipped to TVA central labs for analysis. The uh, Inspector General reported that since TVA cannot confirm if the liquids had detectable radioactivity at the time of their release, it could potentially have put both the environment and personnel at risk of exposure to radioactive contamination. Again, this is the same tritium that's going to be dumped from dozens, if not hundreds, of tanks, uh, tanks, Fukushima storage tanks and dumped into the Pacific is all. And here's one to uh, confound the um, dominant narrative in the media from the, well, just about a year ago final year of the Trump administration. So far, U.S. Park Police and assisting law enforcement did not clear peaceful protesters from outside the White House so that then-president could pose for a photo op in front of that nearby church. That's what the uh, Interior Department's Inspector General found. The move was planned, they say, several hours before The park police knew of Trump's visit. Widespread failure to coordinate across seven law enforcement agencies contributed to confusion and the unauthorized use of chemical irritants on Black Lives Matter protesters. Evidence shows the park police moved to clear the park last summer to allow a contractor to safely install anti-scale fencing. Lawmakers had accused police of clearing the crowd to enable the photo op. Protesters had been in the park demonstrating against police killings of George Floyd, Breonna Taylor, and other unarmed black people. The evidence we obtained did not support a finding that the park police cleared the park to allow the president to survey the damage and walk to St. John's Church, said the IG report. We found that the USPP, Park Police, does not have a detailed dispersal warning policy applicable to operations like the one that occurred on June 1, and this may have led to the ineffective warnings issued to the crowd that day. The three dispersal warnings through a sound-amplifying long-range acoustic device, like loudspeakers, did not reach all protesters. Some officers began dispersing protesters before the park police issued its final warning. So just, you know, just your normal screw-up. News of Inspectors General. Ladies and gentlemen, it remains a copyrighted feature of this bro- of this broadcast, despite uh, despite nothing, despite nothing at all. Um, yes. Donald Trump has been kicked off social media. Facebook has renewed his the ban on him on Facebook for another two years. I don't know what. What the uh, rationale is for just two years, it'll take him through I guess the next ele- the uh, midterm election. Maybe that's it. and uh twitter the Twitter ban, I think still holds, and um, his blog, I think we mentioned this last week, his blog has been shuttered. You can't even find it on the internet anymore. They have I think it's probably in the wayback machine or a similar archive, but in the um, currently living Internet. You will not find from the desk of Donald Trump that blog that lasted almost a month. It was um, shuttered because of lack of readership. And so um, one might think that um, the former president is, uh, whose, I think, I think all people, whatever their opinion of him, can agree that he likes attention. He likes getting the public's eyes and ears on him. And so um, some might think that uh, he's fairly frustrated with uh, the failure of the blog after the uh, banning from social media. But it's just been learned by this program that he's starting something new to get your attention, and we'll check in on it moments from now here on the show.
2: Live on digital tape from Mar-a-Lago, Florida, is the Donald J. Trump podcast. And now, direct from the Crown Room, here's your host, Donald Trump.
3: Yeah, it's not from the desk. It's uh, straight from the horse's mouth. Yeah, it's your favorite president, and uh, thanks to my co-host, uh, Melania, for the absolutely fantastic introduction. Well, thank you. Just the very, very best. You could get a little closer to your mic. That wouldn't hurt the show one little bit. I'm fine over here. That's what Don Jr. said. He was the original co host. Then he wanted to do his own podcast until he found out that uh, I owned the trademark on Trump Podcasts. NBY, right? I don't know what that... Not born yesterday. Huh. So. It's not as easy to uh, de-platform Donald J. Trump as some people in Silicon Valley might think. We've already got our first sponsor for the podcast, which is like maybe the fastest sponsorship deal ever. That's got to teach the fake news a little lesson about the continued popularity of Make America Great Again. That's
2: the name of the sponsor, too, isn't it? Maga Mattress.
3: You can't see her, but she looks even hotter off camera. (laughs) That's right, honey. The MAGA mattress. We've been sleeping on it for the past couple months. If it isn't the best mattress I've ever slept on, I wouldn't let them sponsor me. Of course, who knows more about mattresses than Mike Lindell, the My Pillow guy, right? If he doesn't have a PhD in comfort in bed, nobody does.
2: And if you can get a good night's sleep during this latest part of the biggest witch hunt since the invention of witches... Right,
3: right. So Shifty Adam Schiff, he crawls out from his rock... Act like it's no big deal to leak the most important national security secret since the Israeli H bomb, which not even I'm supposed to know about. And it's not like Jack Kennedy didn't have his brother as Attorney General to protect him either, right? By the way, I think in all the photographs the Secret Service shared with me from January 6th, it sure looked like more than a few patriots brought a MAGA mattress with them in case. You know they had to spend the night inside the Capitol, which and
2: and and you said at the time you thought the Capitol police who confiscated them probably never had a better night's sleep.
3: And it's such a joke that Shifty Schiff is on the Intelligence Committee
2: because any shrink will tell you that's what he lacks is intelligence. See
3: that joke lands harder if you're right up close to the mic.
2: I'm fine.
3: And the fake news is acting as if a seventeen-year-old has never been used as a cutout in any kind of crime, whether it's a drug deal or national security or even just a mat- mattress theft. I mean, who wouldn't want a MAGA mattress? If I could tell you the names of the major celebrities who swear by it, I wouldn't have to. That would be a secret worth stealing, wouldn't it, honey? I guess we should ask Aunt I'm ha ha! And while we're at it, since when does a gag order expire... That's like a pardon that runs out, and then, and then they come and get, uh, say, Roger Stone and take him to jail again. Makes no sense at all, except maybe to uh, Sleepy Joe. You see him over in Europe with all those leaders who are so glad to see him because now they don't have to spend the 2% on NATO anymore? Half the British Army is there just to make sure he stays awake. That's one guy who doesn't need a mag a mattress to have the best sleep of his life. His whole life is the best sleep of his life, right? And the great thing about a podcast, unlike a blog— You don't have to sit down and write it. On the toilet. Yeah, right. Great joke. Are they still putting out Serbian Vogue? (laughs) But you just sit down in front of a mic, and next thing you know, you're out of time. Next show, we'll have a special guest, Jason Miller, best consultant any president ever had. And Melania is going to talk with the designer of the gown she's wearing to the reinstatement. Right, honey?
2: I'm fine over here. To
3: Len, it's your favorite president saying so long from a house Mr. Jeff Bezos only wishes he could be so lucky to live in.
1: Now,
0: it's a smart world after all. It's a smart world after all. It's a smart world after all. It's a smart, smart world.
1: Google, you've heard of them. It's being fined 220 million. Well, no, sorry, 266 million dollars. I was giving it to you in euros there by France's antitrust watchdog, Antitrust, for abusing its dominant position in online advertising. Google is also promising to overhaul the way its platform is used for buying and selling digital ads, at least in France, which could have repercussions on its continuing legal fights with regulators elsewhere in Europe, the U.S., and around the world. This according to uh, the AP. Google's advertising practices have harmed its competitors along with publishers of mobile websites and applications. According to the French Competition Authority, it says it's the responsibility of a company with a dominant market position to avoid unfairly undermining the competition. Google did not dispute the facts and opted to settle after proposing some changes. The settlement might serve as a roadmap for other governments that are scrutinizing Google's market power, says uh, Douglas Melamed, Melamed, law professor at Stanford. Quote, I imagine that Google's decision to settle reflected a judgment that it could live with these terms, even if it were forced upon it by other jurisdictions, he said. The decision, according to the head of the French Competition Authority was unprecedented in the way it delved into complex algorithmic auctions that power Google's business of selling online ads. The fine, along with Google's commitment to changing its practices, quote, will make it possible to reestablish a level playing field for all players and the ability for publishers to make the most of their advertising space, according to uh, the head of the Competition Authority. Google has been collaborating for the past two years with the French watchdog on issues related to ad technology, according to Google, France's legal director. The Commitments made during negotiations, quote, make it easier for publishers to make use of data and use our tools with other ad technologies. The French authorities' investigation, just to prove that there are no good guys, was prompted by complaints from Rupert Murdoch's News Corp., as well as the French newspaper group Le Figaro and the Belgium-based Roussel Lavoie. Le Figaro later withdrew its complaint because of its name being mispronounced. U.S. tech giants have begun facing intensive scrutiny in Europe and elsewhere over their business practices. Germany is the latest country to launch an investigation of Google, using stepped-up powers to scrutinize Digital giants. The German competition watchdog says it is examining whether contracts for news publishers using Google's News Showcase, a platform launched last fall, include, quote, unreasonable conditions. Earlier this year, Google signed a deal with French publishers that paves the way for it to make digital copyright payments. Also, I believe now obligated by law to make such payments or something like them, in Australia. European Union regulators have also charged Apple with stifling competition in music streaming, accusing Amazon of using data from independent merchants to unfairly compete against them with its own products. What, what are, What's your stuff that's re- selling really well? Oh, great, we'll do that. They're investigating Google's data practices for advertising purposes recently opened a formal antitrust investigation into Facebook's advertising practices. And the Justice Department in this country, the United States, seeking to prove that Google has been methodically abusing its power as the Internet's main gateway in a style that hurts consumers and advertisers. If you can hurt consumers and advertisers, you're doing something wrong. you got to you gotta help at least one of those groups. You know, you know which one normally gets helped, but anyway, that is that's what's going on in this smart, 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 smart world. Now, uh, a little bit of nuclear news, putting the news back in nuke, back in nuclear news, back in nuclear. It doesn't work. I, tr- I just tried it during her visit to Southern Nevada this week. The U.S. um, Secretary—I should preface this with the reminder that, so far, I think one country in the world, one small Scandinavian country, has announced the launching of a permanent repository for its nuclear waste. No other country has yet been able to make such a move including the United States, all of the nuclear waste in this country is currently being stored at temporary facilities, including in Southern California, in a bunch of canisters right by the ocean. We love the ocean, don't we? And now, so during her visit to Southern Nevada this week, the U.S. Energy Secretary, Jennifer Granholm, said up these long-standing plans, which have been put on hold to use Yucca Mountain in Nevada as our permanent storage repository for nuclear waste, are off the table. I think they've even dismantled the table. The site has been the center of legislative and legal battles for decades. Estimates say there are about 80 sites around the country with an estimated 80,000 metric tons of spent nuclear fuel. We still don't know where to store it, permanently. You know, for like thousands and thousands of years, until the radioactivity is half gone, Yucca Mountain has repeatedly been floated as the place. It received no federal funding to do so. A couple years ago, the former president wanted to move forward on Yucca Mountain Nevada congressional leaders vowed to fight the attempt to build the dump, while the state was involved in a legal battle that aimed at blocking the Department of Energy from shipping weapons-grade plutonium to a site near Yucca Mountain. The government has spent more than $19 billion on this issue over the last 30 years, and still no permanent storage. During a visit this week, Granholm said a commission set up under the Obama administration was tasked with finding the right community to house the spent fuel. We're beginning that process now, she said. The Obama administration was some years ago. The bottom line for Nevada is that Yucca Mountain will not be a storage place for nuclear waste, she said. She added that a shipment of the plutonium made by the Trump administration, without the knowledge of then-Nevada Governor Sandoval, is in the process of being moved back out of the state. That removal won't be complete for another five years. Takes a while to move the plutonium, babe. It don't move itself. Clean, cheap, too safe to meter. Our friend, the atom. And now, the apologies of the week so sorry. Here's news of your boy Ice T. Unpaid crew members on his show, the, Me- the Mediator, did you know? Me neither. Will be paid in full by this coming week, according to the show's creator, Andre. Jetmere. He said 11 members of the crew have yet to be paid in full because of cost overruns attributed to shooting during the pandemic. COVID just destroyed the budget completely, he said. It was absolutely brutal. 20 episodes of the show featuring iced tea in a court-like setting resolving the real-life disputes of feuding guests. How can you miss with that? Aired on Fox-owned stations around the country. I haven't been paid either, so you could put me down on the list too, Jetmir said. He said the show is a black independent production, not a Fox show. I own the copyright. We hope to do more episodes. We have an offer to do more shows. In a letter he wrote to all parties, production costs, he says, have been wildly unstable. We take our commitments to our crew seriously. As the rights holder and executive producer, I apologize for those that feel less than important and though the journey was not an easy one. We can't thank you enough for your patience and understanding. Why don't they take the complaint to the boy I see and let him mediate it? Seems obvious. Date by Davis, California. Church's message meant to inspire was triggering anger this week, but the church's pastor says it was misinterpreted. The timing of the sermon preview on its uh, message board, warning about having excessive pride, wasn't going over too well with some who are celebrating Pride Month. It was at least ignorant, if not in really poor taste, if not something more, said... A protester at the Pole Line Baptist Church in Davis. Pride can make you sick, was the message. It's hurtful, says Sandoval, because it's doing it in the month that people are celebrating gay pride. The pastor, Exter Hardy, says, I apologize to anyone who read the sign and thought it was attacking them. When we get prideful and think that we're better than somebody else, that's going to lead to our downfall, Pastor Hardy said. So the sign has actually done the opposite of what my message is going to talk about. We love our community. So they took the sign down. The mayor and commissioners of Portland, Oregon, have sent an email to all city employees admitting embattled agency the Office of Community and Civic Life needs to be reformed it has a dysfunctional and toxic work culture and it's had so for too long that apology was made Friday in an email to city of Portland employees the email acknowledges the findings of an assessment by a consulting firm that the city's att- city attorney's office had tried to withhold as part of the healing process the city of Portland, must take responsibility for allowing a dysfunctional and toxic work culture to continue unaddressed for so long. The city of Portland apologizes to current and former Civic Life employees for the environment of mistrust, fear, and polarization this has caused. It is unacceptable and will not continue under new leadership and this Portland City Council. The office was formerly known as the Office of Neighborhood Involvement. The name change didn't help. Apparently wasn't enough. It rarely is, I find. But uh, call me Jasper for now, ma. As people online flock to show that magnets stick to their post-vaccine arms. You know about this? Arms, necks, foreheads. One man has apologized after proving himself wrong in a follow-up video. This from Newsweek. There's still Newsweek? I worked at Newsweek. When there was Newsweek, 25-year-old Rob Morocco first posted his shock at finding that a magnet was able to stick to his arm after his vaccine last week. I am genuinely in shock. I swear on my life, this is not a joke. It's not sticky. This is where I got my injection the other day. This is a magnet, a powerful magnet, he said in a TikTok video. He filmed the magnet staying on his arm by itself, and a follow-up video again showed the magnet stuck to his arm, this time poking it. To prove its durability, put baby power on that spot and try the same thing, suggested a viewer in the comments. Did exactly that. Rubbed a baby power powder on his arm at the start of the video. To prove that this is not my sticky skin, I got baby power that we're going to put on my arm. He said it's impossible for it to be sticky now, and if this sticks, I'm going to freak out, unquote. The magnet didn't stick to his arm this time. Instead, slipped off completely and onto the floor. I would like to issue a public apology for being an idiot, he said. That's an apology you can take to the bank. The mayor of Lisbon has come under fire after admitting that municipal employees shared with Russian officials personal details of at least three Lisbon-based dissidents who organized protests in support of jailed Russian OPPO leader Navalny. Municipal government obtained the personal data when the Russian activists apar- applied to hold a rally in Lisbon against Navalny's arrest. City ordinances require organizers to inform. Authorities about upcoming protests. The names, ID numbers, home addresses, and telephone numbers were submitted so cops could contact them. Anything wrong went wrong during the event. Email exchanges in the run up to the protest that one of the protesters was shown revealed that municipal employees had forwarded the data to Russian diplomats in Lisbon and Russia's foreign ministry in Moscow. That's a big oops. Lisbon mayor Fernando Medina this week apologized for what he said was, quote, an unfortunate mistake, unquote, that he blamed on the municipal chamber's workers. Quote, the mistake was due to the bureaucracy of the services that applied to this protest, the same protocols as for scores of other protests that take place in the municipality, he said. His political opposition has called for the mayor to resign. His office did acknowledge the breach of EU data protection rules, but said it vehemently rejects any accusations and insinuations of complicity with the Russian regime. It added the Lisbon City Hall had asked the Russian government to delete the data. The laughter in Moscow could be heard in Lisbon. A Serbian professional volleyball player was suspended after being caught making a racist, racist racial gesture during a match against Thailand. You know what the gesture is it involves the eyes. The Federation of uh, International International Federation of Volleyball I- disciplinary panel subcommittee expo- imposes doesn't expose them, imposes sanctions on uh, volleyball players suspended the player in question Sanja Djurjevic for two games following the incident and the Serbian women's national volleyball team was fined Djurjevic has since apologized for making the gesture I'm aware of my mistake, and I immediately after the match apologized to the whole Thailand team. I only wanted to address my teammates with the message now we will start playing defense like them. I didn't mean to disrespect anyone. Unquote. The dean of Dartmouth College's medical school announced this week that he's dropping an online cheating investigation of more than a dozen students at the school. 17, in fact, were charged with cheating based on a review of certain online activity on their devices during remote exams. According to the New York Times, charges were based on data from a learning management system called Canvas that tracks students' work electronically. Software review by the Times found that the students' devices could automatically generate Canvas activity data even when no one was using them. I've decided to dismiss all the honor code charges, said the dean, I have apologized to the students for what they have been through. That's, that's, that's your smart world at work. The U.S. Army has apologized after late-night military training exercises this week in Bloomington, Indiana, caught some residents by surprise with low-flying helicopters, simulated gunfire, and explosions. While Many residents on the city's south side were warned through flyers about the exercises late Monday and early Tuesday. Others were not. The noises left them rattled and wondering what happened in the middle of the night. We apologize for that, said Elise Van Poole, deputy PR officer for the Army Special Operations Command at Fort Bragg, where the soldiers participating in the training were stationed. Here at Fort Bragg, it's not unusual to see helicopters flying around. We recognize that for most people across the U.S., having their windows shake from a helicopter close by is not usual. U.S. Army apologizing, ladies and gentlemen. As his award-winning actress and singer, Cher, apologizing for a mix-up involving two female senators. In a Monday tweet that has since been deleted, Cher attacked Senator Kristen Gillibrand, Democrat of New York, and Senator Joe Manchin, Democrat of West Virginia, over their opposition to doing away with a filibuster, saying the two were not Democrats, but were, all caps, traitors. The only problem was the Democratic senator who said she wouldn't support doing away with the filibuster is Democratic Senator Kristen Cinema of Arizona. Hours later, Cher took the tweet down, issued an apology to Gillibrand for confusing her. With the senator from Arizona, Gillibrand supports ending the filibuster. I made grave error of confusing her with Senator Cinema. Again, my most sincere apologies to Senator Gillibrand and people of New York. Many capital letters in that apology. And the head of the Colonial Pipeline thing has apologized. Deeply sorry for the impact that the cyber attack had on the pipeline. The Apologies of the Week, ladies and gentlemen. It's copyrighted feature of this broadcast. Well, ladies and gentlemen, it's, it's sad to say, but I've run out of the hour. There's no more hour left in this hour. So that's the end of this week's edition of the show. Back next week at the same time over these same radio stations. And uh, on your audio device of choice, whenever you want it. Hey, listen to it next year. I could care less. No, I care. I care deeply. And it would be just like me caring if you'd agree to join with me then, would you? All thank you very much. Uh huh. Tip of the show chapeau to the San Diego desk. Pam Halstein and Thomas Walsh, the newly shorn Thomas Walsh here at WWNO in New Orleans for help with today's program. The email address for this show, your chance to get tar- Cars I Talk t-shirts, such a deal. And the playlist of the music you hear here, all at harryshearer.com. And I'm on Twitter at the Harry Shearer. The show comes to you from Century of Progress Productions and originates through the facilities of WWNO New Orleans, flagship station of the Changes Easy Radio Network. So long from the Crescent City.